Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. Nuanez Now on ESPN Radio. Hour number two, Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app, as well as SWX Montana. Just wrapped up a fantastic hour number one. Krista Redpath in here for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, spending a large chunk of time talking women's basketball with Coulter Nuanez and Andrew Houghton. Myself and Krista Redpath also talked some San Francisco 49ers, the Super Bowl, and as she was leaving the studio, sounds like Krista really wants to talk further about that matchup in the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and 49ers. So maybe football and women's basketball coming next week when Krista Redpath visits us here on 1029 ESPN. Time now, though, for the ESPN Roundtable. This week, a very interesting guest, Maggie Voison, As Andrew mentioned right before going to break, out of Whitefish, Montana, and an athlete that has been involved in skiing, I found this interesting, that she was actually an Olympic athlete in the Sochi Olympic Games back in 2014 at the age of 15. Didn't actually compete in those Olympic Games due to injury, but made the Olympic team at the age of 15, did Maggie Voison, since has been sticking around in the X Games, won a gold medal in 2023 over in Aspen. She's taking the year off from competing now, though, and she is now involved on the media side with the X Games. So Coulter Nuanez visited with Maggie Voison to get her thoughts on Aspen, the X Games, and everything else going on in her life, this, the ESPN Roundtable, brought to you by Paradise Falls. Hello, and welcome to the ESPN Roundtable. Coulter Nuanez coming to you here on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Our guest on this week's ESPN Roundtable, one of the great young athletes from Montana over the last decade or so, Maggie Voison. She's a Whitefish Montana product. She competed in two Olympic Games. She's also a seven-time X Games medalist, including winning a gold medal in the X Games in 2023. She also won a gold medal in 2019 at the X Games when they were in Norway in the slope style. A total, again, seven X Games medals. When she competed in the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, or I guess qualified for the Olympic team, she actually unfortunately fractured her right fibula and was unable to uh, compete in that Olympics. But at that exact moment, she was the youngest American to qualify for a Winter Olympics since 1972. So certainly uh, an awesome resume for Maggie Boyson. And now she's got a new, a couple new chapters, which she'll tell us about, in her skiing life, including recently hosting the X Games. She was the uh, on-slopes host for most of the women's events part of a team of current and former freestyle skiing athletes. 
helping uh, bring all the information, all the entertainment to the people. Perfect for this. Maggie's joined us before. Uh, she was part of our initial inaugural Tee It Up series, which was a fun series we did back in the summers of 2018 and 2019. Myself, Ryan Tutel, Sean Rainey, and Ben Weinman, we went golfing with prominent Montana sports figures and made some fun videos and also interviewed them while uh, we were on the course. And Maggie was one of our guests in 2018. That video is still up on YouTube and on SWX Montana's Facebook. Maggie, certainly a lot better at skiing than she is at golfing. <laughs> I can say the same myself, although I'm not an Olympic caliber skier. I'm definitely a lot better at skiing than I am at golfing. So uh, we share that in common. But Maggie was kind enough to join us live from the slope. She's in Park City, Utah these days. And she was actually in the middle of a ski day when we caught up with her earlier today. Well, it's time for our ESPN Roundtable. This is fun. Uh, an old friend of the show, but she hasn't been on in a handful of years. <laughs> but we caught her uh, on a Bluebird ski day, it looks like. We're recording this here on a Zoom. But Maggie Voice and former Olympian. And now a new title on the resume, former X Games <laughs> host now as well, joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable. Maggie, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Oh my goodness. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. I just got back from X Games last weekend where I hosted my first ever ski events, which was such a wild and crazy experience. I was so nervous going into it. Um, but when I was done, I was so grateful for the opportunity. It was, it was truly a blast. Well, so fun. Uh, just give you all the update. I mean, you were uh, competing and skiing for most of your life and now kind of on the other side of that and then working on the media side of it but just get people the, the here and now where are you at what have you been doing those last couple yeah of so like you mentioned i'm taking the year off from competing uh last season i filmed with teton gravity research and was in their movie legend has it so was dipping my toes more into the backcountry side of skiing um and this year i decided that's kind of just the route that i want to go i want to take a little bit of time off from competing um and like i mentioned earlier um, it's just been unfortunate, like not a really great backcountry year quite yet. Um, definitely an interesting snow year. So just as of right now, I'm kind of waiting for things to happen. Um, but like I mentioned, was able to commentate and jump into that X game side of things, which was so much fun. It was, it was really exciting and to be a voice for those females, um, and to be kind of a, a relevant voice within the industry. Well, for those uh, that are listening on the radio, Maggie's actually coming to us from the slope. So <laughs> Where are you at right now? Where are you skiing? So I live in Park City, Utah in the wintertime. And uh, I'm at Snowbird up Little Cottonwood Canyon. And it is warm and sunny and it feels like it's spring, which is pretty crazy. So I think the weather's supposed to turn here in the next couple of days. So crossing our fingers, it turns back to winter here soon. Well, it sounds like there's not much snow in Montana, but it actually sounds like your hometown, Whitefish, does have a little bit. So are you hearing good... Uh, good returns from the home mountain? Uh, yes and no. I think as people who may know, it was definitely a rough start to the season at Whitefish. And then we got some snow early January. And it's just kind of, I think, like everywhere else, just been a little too warm. But once again, we're hoping things turn around. <laughs> well, very fun. Maggie Boyce joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable, probably presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. She's a Whitefish native, a former multiple-time Olympian and X Games medalist, and just got done hosting her first X Games there in Aspen, Colorado. So tell us about that. I mean, how did that opportunity first land on your plate, and uh, what'd you think? And what'd you think of just being on the mic? Yeah, so last winter, I commentated a single run at a World Cup event. Nice. Um, 
And then kind of after that, in the summertime last year, I had one of my team managers, my monster team manager, reach out to me and be like, hey, would you be interested in potentially commentating all the female ski events at X Games? And I was like, sure, in that moment. And then like a couple months ago, I was like, all right, you're on, you're good. You got, you got the job. Uh, and for me, once again, it was one of those opportunities. I've really never done anything like that besides the one run that I commentated. Um, but it was, I'm all about pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And it was just a really good opportunity to do, to do that. And also, you know, like I mentioned, I'm not competing this season. So it was a really fun way for me to go to the X Games and be involved and see all my friends. But also, too, I think it was really fun to, for the female side of things to have a very relevant voice within the sport. Um, I think it's super important that these girls get the representation they deserve. And obviously me knowing all the technical tricks, um, but also really knowing the females on a personal level really added a fun element. I not going to lie. I was, uh, I was so unbelievably stressed. I was so unbelievably stressed going into the whole event. Um, I didn't like, I, I, I kind of lost sleep over it for about a week just because I was so nervous. I'd never done it before. And I'm like, of course, I'm starting at X Games. <laughs> right. Once again, I'm all about getting myself out of my comfort zone. And once I got on the mic, things flowed naturally and I had a blast. Well, you've always been great at just talking to you. So I, I'm sure it came <laughs> naturally to you. Was it weird not competing though? You know, a part of me, yes and no. I think I knew that I just this season, my heart has not really been in competing. And I was like, I need that time off. So going there, I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of glad I don't have to hit these big scary jumps and like put down a run. But I think, you know, of course I'm like, I will miss that feeling of competing. Um, but once again, I was just so happy to be able to be at X Games and be a part of the event, even though it was in a whole new and exciting way. Well, like you said too, though, you have such a a close relationship with all the contemporary athletes because you still uh -huh. are kind of a contemporary athlete. So, I mean, it, that probably eased like the preparation and stuff, right? Like you don't have to study up much on the, on the competitors. You kind of, you're already friends with most of them, right? No, exactly. And I think that's, what's so fun. There's also researchers as well that help out. So we get so much information going into it. And then of course there was someone else on the mic with me who was like, Jimmy, he essentially, I would say like drove the bus, you know, he, I was just there to like, talk about the runs, you know, and all the technical stuff. So there was so much that, you know, I felt like I was really taken care of within the situation. Um, but yes, once again, like I knew all these females super well, but of course there's that hesitation of like, am I going to freeze when I'm on the mic? It's live, you know? Um, but like I said, once I got in the flow of things, um, I really, really had a blast. One, uh, I know you're covering the, the girl's side of it, but I got to ask you about one of the guys there. Do you have any uh, connection with Quinn Wolferman? He's a Missoula guy, and uh, yes! and he's done so great in, in recent years. So I uh, I know he got fourth this year. He was kind of disappointed. We talked to him a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago about it, but but uh, I mean, he's been a gold medalist before. So uh, He has a knuckle hook. Yeah, kind of yep. cool, cool that uh, multiple Montanans represented at the X Games. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love it. I've known Quinn for a very, very long time and his tricks that he threw were super, super rad and inspiring. I definitely recommend people to go back and watch Men's Ski Knuckle Huck 2024 Aspen X Games, if you're wondering. Um, and then there also was another young kid from Helena. I think he was just an alternate, Connor Ralph, um, who's making, he's like an up and coming skier. So I'm sure we'll see him at the X Games in the next several years. Well, very fun. Whitefish native and a former Olympian, Maggie Boyson, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our ESPN Roundtable, proudly presented by Paradise Falls.
Maggie uh, just got done hosting the X Games, so certainly a fun experience. Tell us more about this uh, this year off. Uh, what sort of inspired it, and, and how has it uh, done you well? How are you feeling? Just uh, kind of, I know you've had a lot of injuries, especially lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've been skiing competitively professionally for like the past 10 years, um, you know, but I've put my heart and soul into this sport since I was like 12 years old. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I think there just ultimately hits a point where you have to take care of yourself. Um, and for me, that was just like taking a year off to just like relax and not have that intense pressure on myself. Um, and to just ski and ski for me and to kind of like feel the fun and feel the love again in a whole new and exciting way. Um, and then once again, I mentioned last year I filmed with Teton Gravity Research um, and was in their newest movie, Legend Has It. And I had such a blast filming that last year. And this season I was like, I think I'm just going to focus on that. You know, still ski park. I love it. But I really want to put my attention on the backcountry and really see if this is also another opportunity or a place where I can take my career as well. And like you mentioned, yeah, <laughs> injuries are, of course, a part of it too. Um, high risk, high reward sport for sure. And I think I had to have ankle surgery in June and that also played something into just like, okay, I think I just want to come back slow and just have a mellow season for myself and to, you know, but it was less physical. I think the decision to not compete has definitely been more mental. And I think just being a vet and years of doing the sport, I, I realized that that's what I had to do to take care of myself. Well, it's cool you've gotten to then sort of dive into a different side of skiing. I think probably most of the people that are listening here are probably more familiar with like the backcountry and, and skinning yeah. and all that sort of stuff than, than, you know, doing crazy freestyle stuff like you've made <laughs> such a career out of. So, I mean, what have you learned uh, during your time sort of studying the backcountry? How has it helped you just grow as a competitor and as a skier? Well, I mean, I think for myself, it was funny. I got, well, I shouldn't say funny, but growing up, in whitefish. My dad is a total ski bum. He's a big backcountry skier. And growing up skiing whitefish mountain resort, like I loved ripping the mountain. Like by no means was I just like what we call a park rat or a trained park rat <laughs> from the very beginning. Um, that was always a love and passion that I had for the mountain. I've always loved to just ski and ski powder. Um, you know, and then of course, like just the contest side of things and the free, free skiing sort of things just ultimately took off for me. Um, but within the last several years too, I have, I think it was in 2020, I came out with my own personal project that was a mix of park skiing and backcountry skiing. So it's something that I've been kind of like weaving and doing both, both sides within my career for a while. So it was nice to already like sponsor supported me and say, oh, she's already into backcountry. So when I decided, hey, I'm going to take this year off, it was just like a smooth transition, if that makes sense. And for me, I think a part of being a strong skier is, well, you know, being strong in all aspects of skiing, not just in the park, but, you know, being able to ski and charge mountains and hit cliffs. And I mean, I really just am someone who I've always wanted to diversify my skiing and not just be known as a park skier. Um, but I think the benefit is like having that career within contest skiing, but now being able to be like, hey, I can also do this too. And I really love it and enjoy it. And it brings me a lot of like excitement and love for the sport. It seems like maybe diversifying helps you keep that love for the sport too, right? Maybe helps you avoid you, burnout. You said it perfectly. That was like short and sweet and everything I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what what is it about it that you still love? Because a lot of times we see people that 
that get into international competitions like you at such a young age. I mean, you were in the Olympics when you were 15 years old. And yeah. you, you kind of get burned out by the time you're in your 20s. But you seem to still really love it. So what's what's kept you in it? What keeps you going? Well, for sure. And I mean, I think that's the reason mentally like that I had to take a year off. I had to take care of myself. I knew or I know if I want to go back to competing, like this is something that I have to do, you know, and for me to just like focus on the backcountry side of things for me, it's just like less pressure. It feels like a lot of fun. And I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, like I'm just living this dream life. And sometimes, you know, reality is it doesn't feel like that. But when I can really center and be like, once again, just at the end of the day, I'm like, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. I get to ski. I get to be outside. I get to be in nature. Like there's nothing better than that. And I feel so grateful for my opportunities. And I just, there's a whole lot of gratitude that comes with it. I think it's perspective as well. Like it's easy to get caught up in like the burnout. I've definitely felt that. But once again, just like going and skiing the mountain and like charging and skiing powder, that has always been a reset for me, which has been pretty cool. I don't know. Long story short, once again, I just love skiing so much. And wow. I think when you can take the pressure off yourself, that's when you can get back, you know, to the love of it. No doubt. Maggie Boyson joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. She's in the middle of a, a ski day herself there uh, in Park City, Utah. She comes to us uh, here on the radio. Uh, last couple of things for you, Maggie. I, I remember when we, we played golf up there in Kalispell about five years ago. I asked you about your first Olympic experience and, and just how maybe that impacted you. Well, now it's been five years later. So have you reflected much on your time, especially when you went to Sochi and I mean, as such a, a young kid and how that's yeah. just impacted your life? It's been crazy. It's been nine years later, I think. Crazy, right? Yeah. Five years was 2018. Right. So 2018 is, yeah, yeah. Say, sorry, say the question again. I, I mean, I I mean just, just traveling internationally and the experiences you got to have is just such a young yeah, just a teenager. I mean, how much did that just impact your your growth and, and development as a person? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been everything. I think it's really shaped me to be the person that I am. I mean, it was cool. Like, I definitely missed a lot of school and homeschooling was definitely not the best. But I'm like, there was so much that I just learned through like experiencing different cultures and traveling the world that no kid my age, you know, really gets to experience at that level. Um yeah, and I'm unbelievably grateful for it all. I wouldn't I wouldn't go back and change a single thing, the ups, the downs, every single part of my career. I wouldn't change it at all. <laughs> well, I know 2024 has brought new experiences like hosting the X Games and all that, but you do have a, a gold medal recently. I mean, you won one back in 2023. So what's next for you from a competitive standpoint? If and when will you dive back into it? You know what? I, I'm As of right now, I'm unsure. And I think that's... That's that's exciting for me. I once again I keep talking about pressure, but I just honestly I don't want to like put any pressure on myself to make any decision at any time. I want things to feel right and comfortable. And as long as I know I'm pushing my skiing in some aspect, whether that's backcountry or park or competing, like that's what's important to me. But once again, just staying true to me and and what feels right in that moment. And I know like whenever I decide to make a decision that I'm just like staying true to myself, but yeah, a little unanswered question, but uh, we'll see. We'll see down the road at the end of the season or something. Well, I love it. I love that uh, you're still with it and doing all these different diversifications of your love. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for taking some time for us today. This was fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm really happy that we made it work. And thanks for working with me as I'm out here on the mountain. 
Hopefully no one can hear any background noises too much. ESPN Roundtable is probably presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is a great place to gather with family and friends alike. They serve breakfast, lunch, dinner, full-service casino. They got 18 draft beers and more than 20 big-screen TVs. No matter what game you want to have on, they'll have it on for you. One of the most diverse and awesome menus in Missoula. Prayers to our man, Jack Marshall, from SWX up in Helena. He lost the SWX Fantasy Football League. The punishment, eight hours at Paradise Falls, which actually sounds great to me. I mean, if you're going to have to sit at a place for eight hours, why not Paradise Falls where they have all the sports on and they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so you can have multiple meals. But Sean Rainey and the boys told him he could get an hour off his time, I guess 15 minutes per mozzarella timber. The mozzarella timbers are iconic at Paradise Falls. They are also robust. (laughs) So my man Jack has eaten 11 timbers the last time we checked in. That's an incredible number. I mean, to eat six is like an unbelievable feat. To eat 11 might actually be a health hazard. (laughs) Paradise Falls food is awesome and delicious, but it's just a lot of cheese and a lot of uh, deliciousness. So hopefully Jack's doing all right, but uh, pretty funny, pretty fun. Uh, fantasy football punishments. Hopefully Jack's doing great. But uh, go have some mozzarella timbers yourself down at Paradise Falls. Located 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Thanks to Maggie Voison for joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable. Maggie Voison and Coulter Nuanez, this week's edition of the ESPN Roundtable. Cool stuff there brought to you by Paradise Falls. Poof, that does sound like a brutal fantasy punishment. Myself, I recently actually had to go through a fantasy football punishment in the last couple of years also, and I'm not sure if it's something I should be talking about on the radio. So we'll leave it at that, but I know what it's like to have to go through a fantasy football punishment. Thankfully, though, this year I finished in second place and got some cash, so got back on the horse, so to speak, in fantasy football. We'll shift, though, in segment number five to the hockey rink. We'll be talking some Bobcat Grizzly hockey this Friday and Saturday night. You can catch it here on the ESPN MT app, ESPN Radio. Also inside the Glacier Ice Rink, next segment we'll be visiting with Mike Anderson, head coach of the Montana Grizzly hockey team. That's coming next here on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah. but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. ESPN Radio Missoula, the ESPN MT app, as well as SWX here on a Wednesday. Hopefully you are at the halfway point of your work week in a good spot. Andrew Houghton behind the glass. Had Krista Redpath with us here in hour number one. I'm Jeff Safford. 
Now rocking away with you here in segment number five. It's time to talk some Grizz hockey. The University of Montana hockey team at home playing their final home game this Friday night, taking on the Montana State Bobcats. Should be a fun night wearing blackout jerseys as well for that one. You can go to grizzhockey.com right now, actually, and bid on jerseys that will be worn during the game. I've done it a few times this year. Those awesome, I thought, jerseys for the Military Appreciation Night, also Breast Cancer Awareness Night. I haven't seen these auctioned off yet, but they have also have these awesome jerseys that they made for the Winter Classic game, this real classic white look, but... Should be fun this weekend, Friday night, 7.30 puck drop inside the Glacier Ice Rink. Saturday, we'll be over in Haynes Pavilion, Bobcats and Grizzlies facing off out there in Bozeman as well. So if you're on the other side of the divide watching us on the app or on SWX, you can catch Bobcat Grizzly Hockey as well over in Bozeman on Saturday. Also, we'll be visiting with some members of the Bobcat hockey team as well later in the week, along with some players from Montana as well to get you even more ready for the brawls on ice, so to speak, after these two teams split the two games played last two back in December. We have now the head coach of the Montana hockey team visiting with us as he does every week, part of Wing It Wednesday here on ESPN Radio. It's Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Montana hockey team with us now. Mike, how's it going? It's going well, Jeff. How are you? Doing great. And uh, you coming off a trip out there in Boise. I understand you guys went the wild route to go to Boise this past week going over Lolo <laughs> Pass. How the heck was that? Uh, it was it was awful to be honest. It was very <laughs> I got sick. So it was Uh-oh. it was the worst possible way we could have gone. Um, <laughs> but we got through safe, and also that's all that really matters. And we just certainly did not take that way home. Yeah, yeah. No, you were you were not alone. Um, we went the more myself and Steve Healy cruising Steve along Healy in his car. We went the in the 84-86 routes, the interstates. So that was definitely the way to go. But looking back on that trip in Boise, um, open it up with a game on Friday nights. Just have made a habit of going to overtime against the Broncos. Um, shootout loss to Boise State. But you come back the next night with a really strong performance. Um, how was that a positive to see from your team? You know, a lot of times you can... Take one from a mental standpoint in the chin when you suffer a tough loss like that, but clearly that was not the case. Looking at your performance the next night, really taking it to the Boise State Broncos. Yeah, I would say that the first game for both teams was pretty sloppy and um, uninspired hockey. I think both teams, for whatever reason, on their end and our end, the bus ride certainly didn't help. We didn't have much juice. And it probably was everyone looking forward to the next night, right? So it had a, a different feel to it. Um, we were pretty lucky to get through with the shootout loss on that. Looking at the numbers afterwards, they, they outshot us pretty good. They outchanced us pretty good. Uh, Nash Wilson played a heck of a game for us and kept us in it. And we scored some timely goals uh, and were able to get to a shootout to get some, get some points for the rankings. But, you know, 
all year, Jeff, we've we've had you know little strings of losses here and there, and and besides a few times, our mindset has always been next game up, uh, win or lose. We try to make sure the guys understand that that we have to just move on, and every game is a game within itself. We don't we try not to get caught up in streaks of any kind, and and I think that was a sign of that mentality from Friday to Saturday. Yeah, you lose in, in a shootout, and it's hard, but. You got a game tomorrow, and we were certainly ready to play in front of that really cool crowd and an awesome rink, and we put a lot of goals away. Will Smith had a great game with the hat trick, and it's just a fun time. Yeah, maybe touch on a little bit more. Mike Anderson with us here, the head coach of the Montana hockey team here on ESPN Radio, SWX, and on the ESPN MT app. Saturday night, if you're with us here on ESPN Radio and the app, you could see and hear see some of the awesome atmospheric things you could catch from Boise, the Idaho Central Arena. How is that such a unique atmosphere playing in a place like that? And has Grizz Hockey ever been in a venue like that before? Um, I don't know. I know we certainly haven't in the last three years since the program has been revived. I don't know what was going on. I doubt it. I think that was definitely the first time uh, Idaho Central is host to the, you know, the Boise, or the Idaho Steelheads, which are a tier three level professional hockey team, and it's it's a really really nice arena. Uh, it's just one, it's just not super common for teams at our level to even have that opportunity presented to us. So we were very uh, blessed and happy that Boise uh, scheduled us to be a part of this game. It was also a huge fundraiser for Meals on Wheels in Boise. They raised over forty two thousand dollars for it. So it was just a really cool event to be a part of at a really nice rink with, with real locker rooms and, and big fans. The guys really enjoyed sort of just being spoiled for a night for sure. Yeah, surely that was a big part of it, just playing the role of spoiler. Obviously, the Broncos were looking forward to that game themselves, and they also were honoring their seniors that night, so they seemingly had the mental push, but... You came out right out of the gates and took control of that game. And one of the guys that really got you Jeff, started... I'm losing you a bit there. Uh, how about now? Sounds like we got some connection issues with Mike Anderson, head coach of the Grizzlies. I would assume that it's on his end. So we'll try to get him back on the phone here momentarily here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Again, having some... and. Actually, cannot hear Andrew Houghton in my up. Oh, may now have Mike Anderson back with us again. Bear with hey, us here on ESPN go. Radio. Mike, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Good. It's like a two thousands yeah. commercial of some kind. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, thought it was Mark Wahlberg in the first Transformers over here. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Live radio, folks. We're rolling with it the best we can here on one zero two nine ESPN Radio, and we're talking about Montana's last games against. Boise State and was starting to talk about how you were able to get off to such a great start in that game right out of the shoot. And the guy that got you off to a great start is was Connor Orlick. He's a senior that you have to go down the list in terms of top point getters, so to speak. But he's a guy that I see as a very, very important part of this Montana Grizzly team. Him being a senior doing so many of the little things for Montana. So Maybe touch on Connor Orlick and how he kind of resembles the culture that you're trying to build there with Grizz Hockey. 
Yeah, Connor is a special kid. He um, grew up playing in Oregon and in a pretty unstructured environment. And when he first got here uh, last season, beginning of the year, that very much was uh, prevalent. Um, he's not the world's best skater by any means, uh, but pretty much every other skill, it's pretty high for him. He has really strong hands, super smart. Uh, is always ahead of the play. Pretty hard shot, too. Uh, he's definitely one of our more impactful players, and he plays all situations for us. He's a great penalty killer. He's a great five-on-five. When he's gotten power play opportunities, he's taken advantage. He's a special player, and it all stems from his work ethic and his commitment, and, and the kid just loves playing hockey. He, he, he takes nothing for granted, and I think you mentioned what we're trying to build in his hockey. He embodies that more than more than any kid on our team. That He just loves it, and he'll never... He'll never not be ready because he knows that it's it's a special opportunity to be able to keep playing. Well, great stuff there on Connor Orlick. We're efforting to get him in here for interview leading up to the final two regular season games for the Montana Grizzlies. And talking with folks on the other side of the divide earlier this week as well about this matchup, both teams in kind of a similar position, thinking about the especially on this side from the Grizzlies' standpoint, Friday night, the last game for nine. Montana Grizzlies seniors playing inside the Glacier Ice Rink in their final regular season home games, but also thinking about the postseason and things that lie ahead. So how does your team kind of weigh both those things and not even mentioning the rivalry aspect against such a great team, MSU? Yeah, I think the key is just staying in the moment and not we know what next week is. We know that there's, you know, games beyond this, but we've tried to have the mentality all year that it's just it's just a game ahead of you. Just that one game at a time and, and we try to just stay there. So MSU is a great team. Uh, they got great coaches, great players. We were um it was very cool to beat them last time. I think we can certainly play a better game than we did that game and, and, and uh hopefully come out on top again and that's our goal but we're not we're not really looking ahead we're not looking behind we're just we got practice tomorrow we got film tomorrow night and then come friday night we have you know our first real we had a senior night the first year with uh, a special player with zach lawson uh but this year we have our first quote-unquote real senior night with eight nine guys who have meant a tremendous amount uh have meant a tremendous amount to our program they were uh, some of the builders of this thing. Uh, they came in when it was nothing and, and trusted us. And so we're going to we're certainly miss them. Uh, I was talking to er- Ethan Irby tonight at practice. And you know, how does it feel to play your, next, your last home game? I haven't really thought about it. Like it, we're, we're just trying to stay in the moment. But certainly when it's there, it's going to be an emotional thing. And it's just about controlling that and, and using that to your advantage. Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Montana Grizzly hockey team with us here. Ask him a few more questions and get him on his way. Now, we've kind of alluded to the games that lie ahead, conference tournaments next week, and then the regional tournaments the weekend of February 23rd through the 25th, both in Logan, Utah. You know who your opponent is going to be next week at the conference tournament and then potentially regional. So maybe walk people through the postseason scenario as it stands now for the Montana Grizzlies? It, the ACHA Division Two level is a little weird with its playoffs. We, we basically have two. We have our league tournament, which is 
Boise State's in that, Utah State, Weber State, MSU, basically our whole schedule. We A lot of teams we play all year, there's eight teams in it. And we all go, we meet up every year at the end of the season and, and have a tournament to see who wins the playoff tournament. Um, it It's not connected to the regionals. Like You don't have to win it to make regionals. But if you do win it, you do have an automatic bid to regionals. Um, so, But it's not the only way in. The top two teams from each region have auto-bid to nationals, and then the three through 12 make regionals. Then there's 13 and 14 that often also make regionals because those are left open for auto-bids. But it's very rare that a team outside the top 15 wins their conference tournament. So basically, if you're in the top 14, you're making regionals. And that's been our goal all year is to make regionals and make a run there. Um, we're in a really good spot right now to do that. Our ranking number should improve from eight after this last, week, last weekend in Boise. Uh, our goal right now is getting that top six because that gives us a buy in regionals. Uh, but we're certainly not counting our you know our chickens before they hatch. We're we're trying to stay in the moment and make sure that uh, we uh, solidify our space in regionals because there's after this there's still two more weekends that count against the rankings. Mike Anderson breaking it all down for us as the Montana Grizzlies prepare for their final two regular season home games against the Montana State Bobcats. If there's one thing, Mike, last question here for you. If there's one thing that you're looking for from your team to execute, to put themselves in the best spot to win against MSU, what is it? Uh, against MSU specifically, we got to make sure that we keep their shooters to the outside and that when pucks get high, they like to shoot from the point. So we need to get in that side and, and get our wings out on their D quickly and, and take away those shooting lanes. And if, if we do that, we can we can keep them off the score sheet and uh, we'll need a big game out of our goalies. And we're going to have to uh, pump them in against one of the best goalies, frankly, at our level in the country and Jorgensen over there at MSU. So it's a significant challenge, but... We have a lot of confidence. Beating them certainly helped that, but all year we felt like this is a team we can beat and play with, and we're super excited to have them at home for our last game, our senior night, our blackout night. It's just going to be a really exciting time, so we're really looking forward to it. Glacier Ice Rink, Friday night, 7.30, puck drop, Montana and Montana State. Where would you rather be? Then on the other side of the divide comes Saturday evening in Haynes Pavilion. Another 7.30 puck drop. Here on 102.9 ESPN, the game on Saturday will also be broadcast. If you're tuned in on television, you can catch the Bobcats and Grizzlies Saturday night on SWX Montana as well. So the radio, streaming, cable TV, they got you all covered this weekend for the Bobcats and Grizzlies. It's also Wing It Wednesday, so if you want to win some wings from the Desperado, text us right now, 406 888 1029 again to win some free wings from the Desperado, a proud sponsor of Montana Grizzly Hockey. Text us 406 888 1029. Mike Anderson, head coach of the Montana Grizzly Hockey team, thanks for joining us as always. Yep, see you, Jeff. Yep, see you at the rink, my friend. All right, so rolling into our last segment here on Nuanas Now. We'll take you home, maybe a few. Thoughts on the NFL upcoming free agency frenzy that is upcoming. A lot of big names will be on the move this offseason in the NFL. Maybe just a few minutes on that. You're on 102.9 ESPN Radio to take you home on a Wednesday. 
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Back here, ESPN Radio Missoula, last couple minutes of Nuwana's Now. It's been a fun show here on a Wednesday. I'm Jeff Safford hanging in here in studio here in the Missoula Broadcasting Stations. Glad to have Andrew Houghton behind the glass and in studio today with Krista Redpath, we heard from Coulter Nuanez with Krista, also through the ESPN Roundtable, a fun conversation talking the X Games. That was real interesting to hear, as don't oftentimes see extreme sports like that here on Nuanez Now, but Maggie Voison, fun to hear from her. And now to wrap us up here on last couple minutes of Nuanez Now. Let's look a little bit at the NFL. Been talking a lot about the Super Bowl, but some big things coming up in terms of free agency. I am going to be very curious to see where some of these big names land. And the NFL draft is going to have a big impact on this as well. But thinking about this with Andrew Houghton, bring him in right away. I can't think of a year in free agency specifically looking at the running back position where there's going to be more big names potentially on the move. Now, obviously, some of these guys that have their contracts coming to an end could resign with the team they've played with. But when you think of players like Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, amongst others, Austin Eckler also could be on the move from the Chargers, and Josh Jacobs, the rushing leader from two seasons ago, another big name on the move. Can you think, is this just a sign of the times with the running back position or just something that just seems circumstantial with all these huge names on the move? Well, I think it's a sign of the times, Jeff. Thanks for bringing me in here. You know, it just is what it is today. I mean, these teams are not paying to retain their guys at the running back position, and we've seen it play out in the middle of the season. To you know, Saquon Barkley had the drama, Josh Jacobs, uh, the the in in Indianapolis was the biggest drama out of all of them. Jonathan I, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Thank you. I'm just blanking on his name, but that's the that's the thing. I mean. 
these teams are more and more inclined to let their running backs get to free agency because you know you think back in the in the the good old days I guess if you're an NFL running back you know guys like Ladanian Tomlinson Sean Alexander Edger and James these guys are the faces of their teams they don't get to free agency right they they sign extensions now even if you have a guy like Saquon Barkley who looked like he could be one of those players even if you have a guy like uh, a Jonathan Taylor you're more and more willing to let those guys get to free agency if they don't want to sign an extension at the number that you, the team, want. And you know we've talked ad nauseum about the about about the reasons behind that. So I think it is a sign of the times, and I'll be interested to see you know what kind of deals those guys are getting this year. And then another big position I'll be keeping my eye on is the quarterback, and this was where. The draft will come into play. Where will the Chicago Bears go with Justin Fields? Where will Coulter Nuanez's BFF, Russell Wilson, where will he end up? And another name, again, Coulter Nuanez coming up. is He still talk, touches on one of the few teams he has fandom of is the Minnesota Vikings. What will Kurt Cousins decide to do? That's maybe something that we can ask Rajim Seabrook about later this week. He'll be in studio with us on Friday here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. And last note, Green Bay Packers may have their new defensive coordinator, Jeff Hayfley from Boston College, the head coach at Boston College previously. Interesting. So one last note about the Green Bay Packers as we sign off here on 102.9 ESPN Radio, the ESPN MT app, SWX Montana. Glad to have been with you on a Wednesday. This has been Nuanez Now. Colter Nuanez from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanez Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with their shirt it. on, and it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.